How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The World Indoor Athletics Champs have just finished in Belgrade, and it was a solid showing by New Zealand. The real highlight, understandably, you've you've read it, you've heard about it over the last two or three days. Hamish Kerr claiming New Zealand's first ever high jump medal, a bronze. Uh, Scott Newman is New Zealand Athletics High Performance Manager. He's with us now on SCNZ. Uh, let's tell us, Scott, I want you to give us some context. How big a win is that for Athletics New Zealand, that Hamish Kerr medal? Yeah, I guess it's unusual, isn't it? We we haven't produced jumpers traditionally over the years. We've you know we've always focused probably on throws um, and the distance athletes. So to have a jumper competing at a world class level, in fact, you know, getting a medal at a major international is quite significant. But. Um, you know, we've always threatened, but never quite got there. Yes, you know, I think this is really important for people to understand the enormity of athletics. You know, we I could go back to the Halcyon days. You would remember them, two of the 80s, you know, the Pan Pacific Series. And, and athletics was huge. Ever since that era, it's sort of come in those those cycles, the Commonwealth Games cycles, the Olympic cycles. But something like a, a, tra- a track athlete to do this, you know, a field athlete, and the, enor- and the immense competition he's up against, it says a lot about the kid, doesn't it? Yeah, you follow, I guess those that do follow any track and field, you'd realise how competitive it is at that highest of levels. And to be jumping as high as Hamish is now 231, let him make a final at basically any major. And then it's just your day. If you can jump right up with your best on that day, you're going to be right there. But you're right, there are literally, you know, there would be hundreds of athletes who are competitive at a world athlete, as a, sorry, at a world level. You just have to get there and then perform on the day. And to Hamish's credit, he did that last year too at the Olympics. They yeah. cracked the top 10 placing at the Olympics last year at his first major. And this was his first ever indoor competition. And to do what he did and go 231, you know, equal what's actually the area record, um, it was fantastic. So, so from your understanding, Scott, what's changed about his approach to the jumping? Uh, nothing really. I think it's just consistency. Um, he moved uh, to Christchurch to be coached with Terry Lomax uh, two or three years ago, three years ago, I think. So it's just time. It's just learning that craft and time and getting a bit older, getting a bit smarter. So in this year, he's had a good domestic season, come off a, a solid domestic season straight into this. Yeah, absolutely. OK, Tom Walsh, another bronze, uh, 22-31. That equals his Oceania and New Zealand indoor record. Where's he at? I mean, he sounded pretty happy with the bronze. But... <laughs> he was. Uh, look, I think he'd, had a, he'd struggled over summer. But I think we often see this last summer, we saw it, he just doesn't quite connect uh, on a domestic season. So he'd been throwing, I think he had a best of about 21.59 or something domestic season. Of course, uh, he went into the US where he's got a base. He spent a couple of weeks training there and things just started to come right and click. And he had actually sent me a message and said he'd thrown 22.20 in training. So he was really looking forward to getting there. And sure enough, first throw, you know, 21. 21 high, or sorry, 21.20s, and he was right there. He was right up and then um, finished off with that 22.31. Yeah, but bronze for him, I think that means a lot. That's his fourth medal at World Indoors. Um, Dame Val would be our only athlete who's, who's had more. Uh, he, you know, he was really happy just to get up there and get a medal again. 
All right, I'm I'm excited about Olivia McTaggart. Um, I know that, and that shows no disrespect to Eliza McCartney, but you know, sixth in an indoor worlds, uh, that's not a bad effort considering she she literally jumped off the plane and, and got going. Yeah, she did. It was classic. It was literally oh, what were we ten? Probably twelve days ago when we got the invite from World Athletics, and of course the phone call went to Olivia to say, "Are you keen?" And of course she jumped at it. But then, um, then we couldn't get the poles on the plane. Um, <laughs> why not? To why not? Too long. Uh, <laughs> oh, just cargo. Well, it's right. funny. We can only get them on certain planes, and um, the length has been reduced. But at the moment, the cargo and freight's so difficult. We just didn't have the time to make it work, and all the connections work through the different international airports. So we um, we literally had to buy some more poles for her from oh, wow. Poland, and somebody drove them from Poland into Serbia for her. And just, you know, a few cash deals here and there and made it happen. And um, to her credit, she jumped off the plane and did outstandingly well. <laughs> we love a good cash deal. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> how, how the drivers work. <laughs> how challenging, though, for someone to just take on fresh poles? Uh, we were lucky that the poles we managed to acquire were basically identical to what she has here in New Zealand. So they're quite complex. Your length and your flex is. Uh, is is the key thing for these guys, but we were lucky enough that the factory there in Poland had almost identical, so they weren't perfect, but they were pretty damn close. So she was confident, and her coach Jeremy were, were confident she could jump well on them, and she did. Okay, you have to be honest with me here. Are you excited about Olivia McTaggart going forward? She, for her age, she's not quite where Eliza was, but she is world class. So once Eliza gets back later this year, we could well see two, if not three, with Imagineeris as well world-class vaulters, which for New Zealand, again, you know, the pole vault's class is a jump, so you put that with Hamish, it's just a whole new area uh, for us. That was, that was an awfully political answer. I'll ask the question again. How but, excited are you about Olivia well, McTackett? <laughs> well, let's say yes. I mean, to finish sixth in a major international first stuff was a great result. There you go. Wasn't that hard, was it? <laughs> well, I've just got to be careful, you know. We've got Eliza who's due back as well. And of course, Eliza's jumped quite a bit higher than Livy um, at this stage. <laughs> so once she's back too, she's, she's real middle. Come on, we just we all love winners. They've got to go against each other. That's fantastic. <laughs> Where is Eliza at at the moment? I, I read, I think it was a month ago, that they've seemed to have, is it the hamstring? Uh, or uh, the, the, They've sorted out why it was, is a problem and they're getting on top of that? She's had all sorts of challenges, just different challenges through the last couple of years. But in the last, when did she start? Probably October. So she's probably five months into a new training, new type of training, new regime now, and she's going outstandingly well. Um, she's she's as strong and as quick as she's ever been. Uh, she'll start to pick up a pole again very shortly and start jumping again. We'd expect her to see her out, certainly by the end of the year. Um, back vaulting again. So at this stage, that looks really, really promising. Must be a little nerve-wracking, though, when you've, you've got an injury that you've been working through for probably a year or so, a year and a half, to get pick up the pole and go, well, if, if it's going to work, it's going to work, right? Yeah, going back to fundamentals. Um, and that's been the key for her. It's just been changing some things in training, just changing a little technical stuff in the way she runs and just moving a bit differently. So the idea is that if she does this long, long block of just build up again, she'll be confident that she's, you know, by the time she picks up a pole, it'll just all click again. There's been, that's what we're hoping for. There's been a lot of buzz about Zoe Hobbs. This is the final of the 60 metres indoor by 0.02 seconds. But when you look at where she came, 11th out of 42nd, how quick can she go? Yeah, it'll be great to see her compete this year, continue to compete. She'd 
come off a um, fantastic domestic season, um, national records, and she's gone quicker than the national record a couple of times, wind assisted. Again, this was her first ever indoors, um, because we just don't have indoor tracks here in New Zealand. You know, I think four of our five guys there were, this is their first time. So for Zoe, and Zoe's, yeah, she's a good starter, but she's not known as an exceptionally quick starter, but boy, she was world class in that meet. Really shone. But that's what she needs, right? She needs to be against world-class competition constantly to, to find those incremental gains. Yeah, now she's made the shift to the level she's running at. That's exactly right. She's going to have to get offshore and she's going to have to run against these quick guys just more and more often to keep her going. Um, she is incredibly fast on her own, though. It's just the way she's focused and the way she operates. And her and her coach, I know James Mortimer, they've worked on this, just running the races. Um, but you're right, she needs to get away and run, run more. And this year she should have the chance to do that. Realistically, how quick do you think she can go? Or is that one of those um, interminables? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is, and, and it's right conditions, right race, everything. But at the moment, she's running, and she's running 11.07 windy. Um, surely she's capable of running 11.0. She may even be capable in her career of going sub-11 seconds, which would be extraordinary. Wow. So you're excited about that as well. Uh, talk to me yeah, about... Yeah, very much. Talk, yeah. Oh, that's good. You're, you're off the bat there, straight away excited. I'm happy about that, Scott. Uh, talk to me about Geordie uh, Beamish. Don't know too much about him. No, based in the US for the last five or six years, uh, a solid athlete again, we've just sort of watched his progress, um, recently changed his regime as well and just starting to run really fast, um, came to light through NCAA and he's just got an outstanding finish, He's he's got speed, so if he's there or thereabouts with you know a couple of hundred metres, 150 to go, he's he's right in the running um, and that's certainly what happened in his heat, 3,000 metres at World Indoors there. He just ran an excellent um, tactical race, put himself in position and finished um, a very confident second. Um, then in the final, he just I think he admitted he just didn't have the legs and didn't quite get there. But again, young guy, first time major to make a final, finished 10th, I think he was, um, which is you know, pretty impressive. Do we have many athletes in the NCAA system? We've got a lot. Um, a lot, when I say a lot, we crikey, we could be 40 to 60 athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are not world class. A lot of them just do it for lifestyle choice. They go away and get an education and see a bit of the world. Um, we probably have four or five key athletes who would be on our radar over there. Can, can you give me some names just to, and, and what they're doing? I'm just intrigued because I, I find that oh. whole college system fascinating. Yeah, at the moment, it's distance athletes is the focus. Um, yeah, look, Geordie, Geordie would be an outstanding. I can't actually rattle them off the top of my head. My brain's a bit dead. <laughs> but they're, um, uh, there's, yeah, there's, probably, there's probably four or five there that, that would be... We've got our eyes on them as a program. We just keep monitoring them. And the system's a little bit different over there, so it doesn't necessarily tie in with what uh, we do here in New Zealand in our competition model. So they're often just running for the university, and that's where the focus is, um, rather than perhaps a worldwide program. So where do these athletes go now? Our indoors guys? Yeah. Uh, well, next, well, next reasonable one is the Oceania Championships, which are in Mackay in Australia early June, and that's a critical meet just to help qualifying for other majors probably for the next two years because they earn very good points, ranking points at that meet. It's the highest meet in this part of the world. So most of those guys will probably go there. Tom Walsh won't, I don't think, just because he's always an automatic qualifier for major worlds because he throws so far. Um, then the next one this year will be our own world championships. World championships are in Oregon and uh, just actually just prior to Commonwealth Games. We've got a two-week gap before Commonwealth Games. So guys will go to Oregon late July, or sorry, probably early July, 
compete in Oregon, then we've got two weeks to get across to Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, I was about, that was my next question. Are you excited about the, the, the Com Games? Yeah, Com Games is tough. Um, tough for us. Just there's the, the quota system and the top six philosophy means that we'll have a reasonably small team there, which will be our world champs guys going straight into Com Games. But those that get there, we know will be incredibly competitive. So in, in terms of metal capable, tops that's capable, we're going to have 13 or 14 athletes there right up there. So it, it does look pretty promising. Will you have both vaulters? I will, yeah, Imogen will be there. Imogen Harris will be at Com Games, definitely, and Libby McTaggart will be there, yes. Okay. Oh, subject I, I, to selection, of course. Well, I was just going to say, you talk about top six, uh, finishing six of the world indoors. Does that count? Does that help? Yeah, it does. She's, there, there's qualifying performances for these. So um, women's pole vault, I think the A standard is 4.55, and Livy jumped 4.60 uh, at world indoors. She's met the A standard a few times, and um, Imogen's the same. She's done 4.45, which is the B uh, a couple of times. Now, Scott, we all know that athletes love their pasta afterwards. Somewhere along the line, they like a carbo load, right? Now, we do a thing called Mount Rushmore. We go, uh, myself and producer Logan are going to uh, compare our top four pastas. What's your favourite pasta? Oh, I'd have to go fettuccine. Oh, okay, but what type of fettuccine? Oh, bacon. J- straight bacon? Nothing else? Yeah. No. <laughs> What, like, do you have cream obviously, in it? Do you have, do you have or pesto oh, on it? Or? Obviously the sauces. The sauces, <laughs> the, the sauces and the bacon, the creamy sauces and the bacon. Yeah. Okay, so, so no mushrooms? Uh, yeah, that'd be a bit exotic, wouldn't it? <laughs> you can, how can you call a mushroom exotic? It's fungus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, I really appreciate your time. Congratulations, mate. Obviously something's going right at New Zealand Athletics at the moment with the way we are starting to produce athletes that can perform consistently on the world stage and that finally must be something that puts a smile on your face yeah it does and it's just nice to see those athletes that have been consistent over the last few years now starting to make it or make that breakthrough to international level and that's always the test for our guys you can be great in New Zealand but can you then go and execute on the international stage and I think that's what we're seeing now so it's fantastic it's a a mantra that I talk to a tennis player that I sort of look after and I I always keep saying to him think global not local it'll get you a long way well it'll certainly help anyway that's it. All right, mate. Thanks for your time. Scott Newman, High Performance right. Director of Athletics New Zealand. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.